Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Let's Talk CFL Podcast. Roundtable discussion recorded live on Sunday and Wednesday nights. Visit Let's Talk CFL on Facebook for showtime. Brought to you by the Let's Talk Sports Groups on Facebook. Our partners, LostWorldOnSport.com. Stream live on BlogTalkRadio.com. Hey, good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Let's Talk CFL Podcast, episode number 415. It's the last of the 2019 CFL season. It may even be the last of the 2019 Let's Talk CFL podcasts. Uh, We're going to take the month of December off, and since this is December 1st, this may be the last show, so we'll see what happens. We'll talk to the boys on the show here and see what we're going to do. We're going to just kind of take a break from it all and come back in the new year, start fresh, and get ramp up for um, free agency and uh, the draft and the combines and uh, the coaching carousel. And I don't think too much is going to happen between now and uh, Christmas, but you never know. It seems like there's a pretty, a lot of activity in the GMs and the coaches type of thing. And we're going to get into a few and many of those. So what am I going to talk about today? Well, congratulations to the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, of course, and some of their fans. And I'm saying some of their fans because some of the fans are just acting like total complete imbeciles right now think that they're God's gift to the CFL and that oh, their shit doesn't stink. Um, I'm, I'm getting tired of it, so I'm really not stay, saying too much into the Facebook groups right now. I'm just going to let them uh, uh, go off and they're gloating and they're rampaging and do whatever else they want to do. But there's a couple of stories that I'd like to touch. One of them is Andrew Harris and he uh, and, and yeah, we know that he uh, you should never stick a mic into a player's face directly after a game he's too emotionally up there and everything else but he turns around and he says uh for all the people this is for all the people who are talking shit to me about me and yeah he's got this two trophies that probably he shouldn't have been eligible to play for but uh he he got them anyhow so beside the point um does this man not understand that he got caught cheating and that he shouldn't be talking like this and like stay humble and uh, calm down. You know, you got you got caught using performance-enhancing drugs, uh, whether uh, intentionally or not is irrelevant. Uh, why don't you just man up and say, I did it, I'm sorry, and it was unintentional, and, and you know what, it won't happen again. And if he comes, actually can say that, great. He's still looking for the, the, the killer of OJ's wife. And everything else. Um, that's a will line. Anyhow, I'm not going to go there. But uh, it, here's the new new thing that my big bitch right now uh, with the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. And they're starting to act a lot like Ryder fans, and it's annoying as hell for me. Um, they're, they're, they're having this party in the streets, their parade party, because they, they've been planning this parade route all year. And it got put on hold when, when Matt Nichols fell down. Um, but, uh, you know, they got the parade. They actually had the parade because they did win the Grey Cup. And... Strebler, who has become a legend in this town, um, is shit-faced, no T-shirt on, wearing a fur coat uh, in sub-zero temperatures, guzzling beer in this parade. And everybody believes in Winnipeg believes that this is totally and completely acceptable. Um, you know what? I understand that it's been 29 years since you guys had a, uh, a celebration because your team sucked most of that time. Um, but 
let's just not overdo the celebration thing. I mean, it's not like you, you, you don't build up 29 years and, and do it all at one time, okay? It's just one celebration. You might get another one next year. You might get one the year after. You don't know when it's going to happen, and you don't know if it's not going to be another 29 years. So enjoy it while it's there. But that doesn't mean that you get to break every law in the rule book. Okay, you can't do this. Drinking in public is illegal. It sets a very bad example for the youth of the the city. And Strebler, he's not a legend. He's a goof. Okay, nobody's out there in no shirt on in sub-zero temperatures and being shit-faced, except for a bunch of stupid fans. No, we got a stupid quarterback. I, I, I don't understand it. And and how people are defending his, his actions and the actions of the 10,000 people who are in the streets partying and drinking their faces off. You're not allowed to do that in public. It sets a bad example for your youth. And, you know, I'm not approved by any stretch of the means. I've been known to party my face off myself. But I'm not representing a football club. And neither are the fans in the streets, which I understand and appreciate. But Streveler is. And then Michael Shea says he doesn't have an issue with the way that he presented the, himself. And I'm like, seriously? You, you, you're at least supposed to condone this. You, 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 damn it. You're not, allowed, you're not allowed to do this. It's against the law. Why wasn't he arrested? What's with the police? All of the police partying, they were drinking? Must have been, because I don't know what else would have happened there. Uh, why he didn't get arrested? Okay, you do that anywhere else, you'd get arrested. How, why does Winnipeg think that they're the exception to the law? Yes, drinking in public is illegal in just about every uh, province in this country. The only one that I know that you're allowed to drink in the public is is Quebec, and they can do all sorts of weird shit that they were, we're not allowed. Um, it's a weird kind of place, man. I've been there. It's whoa. Anyhow, um, moving on here. Uh, no, I, I'm not moving on. I'm still kind of pissed off about this because the, I, I cannot believe anytime you post something on, on one of the pictures or something that says that, you know, this was illegal and such a bad example for the youth. Everybody yells at you about being a, a, a party pooper and this, that and everything else. I'm sorry. I'm not. I don't care. You can celebrate all you want. You can party all you want. And you know what? If you're going to be drinking, you're supposed to do it behind closed doors. I love to walk down the street with a beer in my hand. I can't do that because it's illegal. Okay? Strebler shouldn't be allowed on a parade float drinking beer, guzzling beer. Who does that? Would you ever see that in Calgary? No, Huff would never allow that. You'd be, you'd be off the team. Okay, you can't do that. Do you remember during the season we had some old lineman score a touchdown and and – I think it was an O-lineman. Maybe it was a D-lineman. I don't know. Anyhow, scores a touchdown, and he goes over into the crowd, jumps up in the thing, and grabs somebody's beer. I think it was his wife's, actually, and chugs it. Oh, but he got reprimanded by the league. He got fined. He got, I think it was Montreal. I think they got told that they're not allowed to do this type of celebration anymore. Okay, that's fine. Why is Strebler allowed to do this in the parade? Oh, well, then everybody says, well, it's not a CFL league-sanctioned event. Well, I'm sorry. If you're representing the Winnipeg Blue Bombers in the Winnipeg Blue Bomber Grey Cup Parade, you're representing the Bombers, and the Bombers happen to be part of the league. So you are representing the league, and you can't do this shit. You can't do it. I, I don't understand. And then the coach allows it and, and thinks that it's, oh, well, they're just a bunch of boys blown off steam. No, they're not. They're professional football players. They're grown adults. Okay. Uh, and then Mark Wedall says, oh, well, he's just a kid. He's only 24 years old. Well, grow up. 
Do you want to play a man's sport? Grow up. Don't be a kid. I don't know. I'm done with this one. I'm, it, it's really pissed me off. And uh, it's not so much that they did it. It's pissed me off. It's, it's the attitude of the Winnipeg Blue Bomber fans and the Winnipeg Blue Bomber organization that doesn't believe that there was anything the matter with this. If they turn, if people turn around and chastise them and said, you're not allowed to do this. That was wrong. We apologize. We're not, it won't happen again. I'm okay with that. I'm, I'm totally and completely okay with that. But to turn around and, and, and try to tell me that, Oh, well, they're just blowing off some steam. They're celebrating. Quit being a party pooper. Well, fuck off already. I got no response to this. Okay, I'm opening up the phone boards. We got, and, and as typical, Mark somewhere else. Um, so we got uh, Will, Phil, and Charles. And Charles, welcome to the show, buddy. How you doing? Good evening. Doing fine. We had little bits and pieces of snow and some cold weather today. Nothing major or anything like that. But yeah, I was watching the cameras. Doesn't it, doesn't look very, it doesn't look like there's any accumulation. There is not, uh, but even just a little tiny bit of snow falling for some people panics them beyond belief for oh, whatever reason. Oh, it's creates havoc down there. Without it's question, ridic- it creates it's havoc. It's ridiculous how, what some people are like, but uh, all in all, it was a nice day. Uh, what you're saying there with the Bombers, I honestly see your point, but I will point out that I have seen other parades, uh, not necessarily in the CFL, but I have seen other parades for other championship teams. Uh, where they're where? on the float, they're drinking beer and so on. I remember where? a few years ago. The, I remember a few years ago the Washington Capitals, after they won the Stanley Cup. I remember Alex Ovechkin. He was gone. I'm pretty sure that were they drinking beer. They were either drinking beer or they were extremely hungover from drinking, drinking beer, beer in public but, in uh, America is legal. That's a good point. There's some places where it is legal. Not in Canada, it's okay. different. Uh, as far as Canada is concerned, no, I haven't seen it like that. Typically, uh, you don't see it there. I mean, the police obviously look the other way uh, in this. Um, or were participating. Do, see, uh, oh, who knows? But I do I do see your point, though. Because there is, it's you know, a very bad example for the youth, okay? That's, well, that's the thing. With when your players are out there, yeah, I know they're celebrating, but they've got to be cognizant. They're, there's kids out there and so on that... Uh, are watching this awesome. too, and so that's that's where it gets a little bit uh, on the touchy side when you're coming to like public alcohol. So I I do see, think you have a, a point there. Okay, well thank you, uh, Phil. Welcome to the show, buddy. Well, Christopher, I knew exactly what I was going to say until uh, both you and Charles mentioned the. Uh, the appearance for the youth, and uh, so I, I, I now I have some sympathy for your argument. I was I, uh, I automatically switched to uh, how to con- counter Christopher every time you do your soliloquy. Beginning, but but I it, it's I, hard to end, do that I, because I'm usually right. Yeah, yeah. Well, tonight tonight it turned out you were surprisingly. We we found a night that we where you were right. And, and, and that's I'm true. always but, right. For the, for the youth, that this this is kind of a terrible thing. However, There's a uh, deep sigh from Will. I heard that. <laughs> the only uh, the only parade I've ever been to was the 1993 Stanley Cup Final Parade in 
or Stanley Cup Championship parade in Montreal, I'm sorry to say. And uh, that kind of goes to what you were saying about Winnipeg. Uh, like, if you've ever been to Winnipeg, you will find that compared to the rest of Western Canada, including the left coast in Vancouver, Winnipeg is a different animal. It, it's almost like a trip. A trip to Winnipeg is almost like a trip to Montreal. It feels like you are in a different country. It's got that New Orleans, Louisiana feel to it. Cold as hell, mind you, but it's uh, it's a different place. Uh, when I yeah, every time I've been to New Orleans, I've been sweating my ass off. So I don't, it doesn't resemble Winnipeg. When I lived in Saskatchewan, you know, a lot of my friends would, would go to those uh, Vegas vacations for a weekend. And you know what I would do to unwind? I would uh, instead uh, pack up the car and head for Winnipeg because it had it, it was that interesting. And I would stay at the Sheraton downtown and eat good food and have a vacation of half the price of Vegas vacation and still feel like I was in a different country. Winnipeg is, is really underrated as far as tourism goes. With all okay. due respect, uh, Phil, you might be the only person that's picked Vegas, Winnipeg over Vegas. I'm not being critical. I'm just saying a fact. Uh, if you enjoyed live yeah, music. Yeah, but he, he did say he was living in Regina at the time. So I guess anywhere's an upgrade at that point. Fair enough. Well, Mooseman, technically. Oh my God! Okay, so okay, I, well, I, I, I I'm seeing your point. I I've been to the entertainment. I've been to the entertainment in Mooseman, Saskatchewan. It's a convenience store on the highway. Anyways, um, you know, I I don't want to be accused of being an old fuddy-duddy. Okay, like I was accused the other night. Um, I don't want to be accused of being a party pooper. Um, the rumor in Calgary last year was the entire team was drunk for a week, but it wasn't in public. Okay, and I'm okay with that. Totally, and I'm okay, okay with that. that too. I'm okay. I they apparently the rumor is that people did run into the players at bars, which you're allowed to drink at bars and you're allowed to do whatever yeah. you want to at bars. I get that. And I, I I don't wanna sound like an old fuddy duddy that that we're bashing them because they're partying, but it was a little stupid. But in their defense, Christopher, and I'm trying to figure out what you can compare it to, okay? Imagine imagine if you only got laid every twenty nine years. Okay? No. It's the same thing. I, it's, it's the same thing. Geez. Okay? You'd go a little crazy, too. Okay? You'd go a little crazy, too. So, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I've been trying to figure out what to compare this to, and there you go. Because they really seem to be having a good time. But, and I'll be honest with you, I'm I'm sick. Uh, all the things you're talking about, I'm sick of all of them. And I have officially gone off of every single football page on Facebook. I'm gone. I'm I blocked myself or 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 jumped out cuz I'm not interested anymore in listening to all this crap. I've just I've had enough. I've just had enough. You can't put anything on there where you don't get negative comments. 
and I've just had enough. So I will I will keep an eye on certain things, but I'm not doing those pages anymore. I've just had enough. Is that a permanent thing, or is you just going to wait till the new year and let things settle down? Is that a permanent thing for you, or just till the new year? You know what? Taking a break? I don't know. Let me see. I don't know. I uh, I just and I've been talking about this all season. The negativity on some of those pages. I don't need that kind of negativity in my life. When you present people with facts and they still argue anyways, it's just not worth my while. It's not. And, you know, that is where I get the majority of my CFL information from. So maybe I will jump back into a couple, but I'm never going to do as many as I've been doing because it's a waste of my time, and I have better things to do with my time. It's that simple. And I already have, uh, just so you know, I already have booked my uh, booked my uh, hotel rooms for Regina in uh, November next year. Where, where are you going to stay, Will? Uh, I can't even remember off the top of my head. They, there's all kinds of hotels there now, Phil. So... I think I'm close to the stadium, to be honest with you. Yeah, but I don't think the stadium's close to anything else, is it? Yeah, I think it is. It's Regina. Everything's close. Yeah. I decided I had such a good, I had such a good time with the Great Cup this year that I'd like to do it again next year. So, and the nice thing is I can drive. I've heard that the uh, the the planned Great Cup. Campus for 2020 is going to be like nothing the CFL has ever seen. I read that headline yesterday. Well, at least that's what they're probably aiming for. So, I thought Calgary did a good job of theirs this year. I, I particularly like the, the youth football field and activities going on there. It was that was that was really good. Yeah, that was pretty cool. I thought Edmonton um, they also did pretty well last year. Edmonton was done well, Charles, and I think Calgary did a better job, to be honest with you. Yeah, all the venues. That one you know, I you know in, in in Edmonton last year, you had to go up and down stairs, and some of them yeah. were at bars. All of them were in the same hall in uh, in Calgary. You just had to walk into the BMO Center and keep on yeah. walking, and you'd find all. Okay, of them. now that's it was smart. The cool. outdoor layout was was very well done as well. Yeah. Yeah, it was. You know what? And Christopher hasn't said anything. He's still trying to wrap his head around that getting laid once every 29 years. Yeah, oh, fuck <laughs> that 29 hours. <laughs> It'd be an absolute catastrophe for me. Okay. Twenty nine years. What's the point? Why even have it? If we're talking about tail, can we talk about something we all have in common instead? You didn't marry a French girl? No, no, Nuthi, and she left me. My condolences. Okay, um, let's talk some football then. Do we have that in common? That works. 
Hey, can I start this off before we get to the agenda? Because I noticed Charles didn't put something on the agenda, and I and I think it's pretty important. And I'm wondering okay. what's going on in Cal. I wonder. I'm wondering what's going on in Calgary. Well, you're in Calgary. Because, you should know. Well, I don't, because Peter Costanza is no longer with the Stampeders. He's been their Peter receiver Costanza? coach for Is that 12. George's brother? No, he's been with the Stampeders for 12 years as the receiver coach. The article yeah. said. The article said it has something to do with the salary cap for management. Yeah. But, but uh, I saw an interview by him, and he said he just wants to go on to. He used to be a head coach in the Arena Football League, and he'd like to improve his career. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm reading between the lines, and I'm thinking, that's bullshit. You don't wake up after 12 years and say, oh, I want to be higher up somewhere. That's something you think about two years after you're into it. So in my mind, there's something going on with the Stampeders, and I don't know what. I, it doesn't make sense to say that it is because of um, the management salary cap. <coughs> nope. That doesn't make sense, okay? Nope. Uh, I saw that, and I went, really? Come on, give your head a shake. I don't believe that for a heartbeat. And, and then he turns years. around and, and, and no, yeah, it, it, it's not, not feasible. He's going to get re- – in Calgary, he's going to get replaced by somebody else. So somebody else is going to draw his salary. There's no way that as a receiver's coach he was making huge money anyhow. He probably was making a living. He, he was probably comfortable, but he wasn't making six figures. No. Okay? There's no way in hell. Okay? Uh, he's probably making like a CFL min- uh, uh, minimum wage you know, fifty five thousand, sixty thousand, maybe even seventy, but probably not more than that. I, I doubt if it's that high. And uh I understand him moving on and wanting to do something else in his life, but it probably won't be in football because I think he's reached his peak in, 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 in football. If you haven't got past a receivers coach after fifteen years in the league, you're not going anywhere. Yep. Yep. And maybe that's the reason he left. Who knows? I do remember now reading about this story, and our friends over at Three Down Nation had another clickbait article stating that he had left because of the coaching cap. Yes, that's exactly right. Yeah. No. Yeah. And 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 I didn't read the article because I looked at it, and it was Three Down Nation, and I said, "Fuck it, I'm not going to waste my time." So. Anyhow, yeah, no, it, it would be cool to know what's going on. Is, is there a conflict in the organization? Is uh, somebody's ego getting in the way? Uh, is this just a, a, a little bit of a house cleaning because the Calgary Stampeders had such a, a blah season? Uh, hard to blame a receiver's coach for what happened to the Calgary Stampeders this year. Uh, they had some injuries. They had their their team gutted by free agency and, and coaching coaches went different directions. Uh, who, who expected them to do much more than what they did? I mean, they were a sol- solid, strong team this year. Uh, did they exceed their expectations? No. 
Did they meet their expectations? Probably not. But I don't believe that there needs to be wholesale changes at this just so soon uh, in that organization. That's probably one of the most stable organizations. And uh, I don't know. They got a couple of uh, coordinators out now uh, interviewing for jobs. Mark Killen and uh, who's the other one? The uh, Brian who's your, Dinwiddie. Brian, Brian Dinwiddie. Dinwiddie. Is uh, yeah. uh, interviewing with the Ottawa Red Blacks for the head coaching position. Ryan Didwinnie is only a uh, uh, quarterback coach. Quarterback coach. So, yeah, so this is kind of a. Uh, I don't know if that's a that's smart move. Somebody needs to bring him in as a as a offensive coordinator for a year or two and let him uh, do a little bit more of that. I, I'm really surprised that Calgary hasn't uh, taken that away from. Uh, Dickinson yet, but uh, I don't know. We'll see what happens. There's going to be fallout. There's going to be fallout in lots of teams. I mean, uh, Jason Moss was fired. Uh, 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 Devon Claybrooks was fired. Uh, Rick Campbell left the Ottawa Red Blacks. Corey uh, Chamblin still up in the air, but it looks like he be confirmed. Michael Shea is up in the air, but looks like it will be confirmed. Hey, uh, Harry Jones assigned a three-year contract with Montreal Alouettes. Good for him. Awesome for him. Uh, so Edmonton, BC is are looking for coaches. Toronto should be. Uh, uh, Tommy Condell. Montreal's looking for a GM. Montreal's looking for a GM. Hired Wally Buono to do that, and they actually upped his role now from a consultant to actively the person actively looking for the GM. Uh, and uh, Neil McAvoy, BC Lions assistant GM, was going to interview for the job, and he has decided against it. He's going to stay with BC. Uh, Tommy Condell has said that he is taking his name off the table for any head coaching job. He does not want to leave Hamilton. Uh, I believe he feels there's some unfinished business there. Uh, He wants a great cup for Hamilton Tiger Cat. What was that, Phil? No, that, that wasn't me. That wasn't you? Okay, sorry. Maybe it was just an echo. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, there's a... Anyhow. I, I Like I said before, I'm happy for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, and I'm happy for some of their fans, but I'm not happy for some of the other fans that uh, just cannot deal with it. And, uh, you know, I'm just reading some of the posts right now. I'm getting... Uh, things that, you know, Christopher Jones, you're wrong. And, uh, no, I'm not wrong. I'm sorry. I'm right. And, uh, you know, it doesn't matter what uh, Andrew Harris got scrutinized more than anybody else. Uh, he, he dropped the ball. He got caught cheating. Uh, just accept that. Just accept it and moved on. Okay. Uh, we're going to talk about the uh, – the Hamilton Tiger Cats and their postmortem. Um, like we just said, Tommy Condell says that he's got unfinished business in Hamilton. Uh, he's going to stay there. Good for him. I, I think he's one of the few uh, uh, coordinators out there that deserves a shot at a head coaching position. And uh, just the simple fact that he's being not so much loyal but um, to Tiger Cats, but I, I, I think he just has, has some purpose. And he's he got feels something like to he do. He finished the job. 
yeah, it, it just feels bad. So uh, good for him. Uh, and Orlando Steinauer, rookie head coach, uh, in the Grey Cup game, uh, totally amazing. Well done. And uh, Hamilton Tiger Cats are going to be a better team next year. Okay, they were the best in the East by far, but they that didn't they were at the top of the league, but that didn't make them the best in the league. Okay, if Hamilton was in the Western Division, I don't know if they would have uh, crossover position. Maybe, you know, maybe. I think there's better there's better teams in in the Western Division. I think there was three of them. Uh, I'm not gonna go off and do anything else with that. Okay. Um, that's my take on the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Good for them. Hopefully they can sign uh, Brandon Banks back. Uh, hopefully they can uh, they figure out their quarterback situation, this Dane Evans or Jeremiah Mazzoli. It, it became glaringly obvious in the Grey Cup game that uh, Dane Evans was not is not uh, the quality um, quarterback that everybody thought he was. It was pretty obvious. Uh, so is he going to be the starter next year? I don't know if he should be. Uh, I, I think he needs to a little bit more uh, saddle time, shall we speak. What are your thoughts there, Charles? Yeah, well, this team, uh, this was only one week or one year for uh, Orlando Steinauer. So I believe, like you said, this is going to get – even better they are uh were a very strong team this year but uh where were was their record uh assisted by having a lot of uh games against toronto and well, ottawa. three against ottawa yeah well there's, and, there's, and they and there's they blew out montreal right twice early in the season right they're two yeah, games against montreal, montreal are really very early it together yeah. yeah so in reality you know what uh, they were a 15-3 Three, fifteen and three team, and they were a very good football team, but they obviously were not the best football team. They were pretty much dismantled in the Grey Cup game by the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Um, I think they found a rising star though in Dane Evans. I think he's a uh, definitely a keeper and might even probably cost uh, Jeremiah Mazzoli a starting job. Although I did hear somewhere that Steinauer was talking that he wanted Mazzoli back, so. We'll see where they go from there, but um, in reality, uh, this is a team. You're right; they're probably just going to get better this as, as time goes along. Um, they've got a. They've got. I still think they're probably the best defense uh, in the CFL. I know they got outplayed by the Bombers' defense, but overall, looking up and down the lineup and looking at the entire body of work for the season, I still think they had the best defense in the CFL. Um, They've got offense. Brandon Banks is coming into free agency, uh, so obviously I think he's going to be priority number one uh, for the uh, Tie Cats to sign. I'm, I mean, obviously he's got it. Should be if he's not. Um, so I think yeah, this is a um, uh, this is going to be a better team even than the 15 and three team this year. I fully expect they be they'll be the top team in the East next year. Uh, um, well, Montreal might give them a run for their money, depending on if the pieces that they add in the off season. But uh, I think, the, despite the loss in the Grey Cup, um, the future looks bright for Hamilton. And especially considering that they're going to be hosting the Grey Cup. Well, 
Sorry, no, that, that's two years from now. Never mind. Yeah, two years. But, We're uh, yeah, next year. The future is bright for them. Yeah. Okay, William. Um. Well, Hamilton. You know what? It, it really sucks to get to the big show and not perform. And I and I think that will uh, leave a bitter taste in a lot of people's mouths for a whole off season. They'll train harder, work harder, and come back and and see what happens. Um, I, I think they have to keep Dane Evans as their starter because Jeremiah Mazzoli has never gotten to where Dane Evans has. And maybe it was just jitters, but if you think about it, that Winnipeg defense held Bo Levi Mitchell, Cody Fajardo, and uh, Dane, Dane Evans to like 13 points. Okay, in games for three weeks straight. So it had a lot to do with the defense. I don't know. <laughs> he'll he'll come with experience, and you cannot you cannot sign Jeremiah Mazzoli for five hundred and twenty five thousand dollars and expect Dane Evans to be happy. So you either got to pick one or the other, and he's going to be your starter. So. I I think it's going to be Dane Evans. I, I really can't I see them bringing Jeremiah Mazzoli back. No, but I, I, I really either. think that he he's not he's not that good yet. And is it yeah, just experience? Also, is he just going to play to get better, or do you think he needs to watch the game some more? Because he got thrown into this thing way too soon, and we know yeah. that a lot of that that kills. That's a quarterback killer. It really is. Yeah. And I'd hate cases. to see that happen to him. <clears throat> yeah. So, but yeah, Hamilton should be strong again next year. Because I don't know if anybody else in the West will, or East will get strong. So, but we'll see. We'll see. There's lots of things that can happen between now and then. So, we okay. shall see. Okay. Phil, what do you got to say about the Hamilton Tiger Cats, the way they ended their season, and off they go? Well, first of all, I want to say that uh, I agree completely with my uh, crosstown rival. Like, Will and I, we're like the Jets and Giants of the NFL. We're like the uh, like the Mets and Yankees of, of Major League Baseball. And we're like the I don't NBA know what the hell NHL. you're talking about. but NHL is Anaheim and L.A you know, and because uh, we're cross town and we are opponents. But Phil, I, think I always thought, I, Phil, Phil, I always thought we were like the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> that's me and the Cleveland Browns. That's, that's you. Oh, come on. That's what he was going to say. <laughs> that's, that's terrible. You're kind of more <laughs> like the Saskatchewan Rough Riders and the Calgary Stampeders. So let's just throw this all away and, and, and move on because that's yeah. the way it really is. Yeah, I guess. Guess Christopher's probably right about that. Um, so, Will made some really good points there. Uh, although I'm only going to disagree on one point, I uh, I'm going to completely agree that uh, Richie Hall and the uh, Winnipeg Bombers defense was the hands down star of the CFL this year, uh, particularly come playoff time. Good point, Will. They give up no more than 13 points against three very good teams 
week after week after week. Uh, you, you know, uh, everybody wants to anoint Paul LaPolice, but uh, let's face it, they got a pretty good quarterback at the at the deadline, and it was the defense, and kudos to Richie Hall that that won them that Grey Cup. You know, and as let's get back to Hamilton because that's what the subject is about. Uh, I think they uh, Bob Young is is in has that team in very very good hands. They've got a great coaching staff right now. Uh, they got a great group of veterans. They're going to re-sign a lot of their players that are free agents, and uh, the future is very very bright for the Hamilton Tiger Cats. So. Okay, well, so be it. We happen to all kind of agree there. Uh, Winnipeg needs to get better. Or, sorry, Hamilton needs to get better, and they will. Um, and Dane Evans is going to get better, and he will, hopefully, for their sake. And uh, I think Jeremiah Mazzoli is done in that town. And, uh, you know, I, I, I really think he shouldn't be. I think D- Dane Evans should be behind uh, Jeremiah for another year. And uh, I, and I said that earlier and uh, because he's just, he's not there yet. I think he could learn a lot more from the sidelines than he can behind center, but I don't know if the the salary cap is going to allow something like that because otherwise you're going to lose him. They've actually got him for three years. This is his first year out of three. So they do have him at a minimum wage salary, but uh, you can't keep him there. Not when he takes you to the Grey Cup. I would like to add one more thing. I, I only disagree with you guys that uh, Jeremiah Mazzoli won't be their starting quarterback next year. I believe that they will uh, be trading Dane Evans to the Ottawa Red Blacks and, uh, and giving Jeremiah Mazzoli the contract that they more or less promised him earlier in the year. Uh, that would so. be absolutely asinine. How stupid. Do you really think they're that stupid? I, I could just see it happening now. I, I, th- I think Dane Evans would have had to win a Grey Cup for them in order to uh, to put himself in as the, as the He's as ne- undisputed starter. Jeremiah Mazzoli has never been able to take that team to where they needed to be, and he never really could. He, he, he's he the epitome of, of mediocrity, and – for the, for them to have done something else, they needed some another quarterback, and that's exactly the same with Winnipeg. Winnipeg would not have won this Grey Cup this year with Matt Nichols. Uh, yes, they were tearing up the league. Matt Nichols is not a playoff quarterback. He cannot perform. He, he's not a performer. They they were winning games on the backs of their defense. In the playoffs, you need more than de- just defense. You need offense to step up and play. And and Matt Nichols has never been able to do that. So no, I, I just I, I and that that's the next thing. We're going to go right into the next segment here, which is the Grey Cup champion Winnipeg Blue Bombers and their post mortem for this season. They've got three quarterbacks, all free agents this year. Uh, Matt Nichols, uh, Chris Strebler, and Zach Caleros. Who are they going to make a contract offer to? Well, I, I know personally, who isn't leaving for sure. What's that? 
I know who isn't leaving for sure. Well, Strebler's not going to leave. Strebler will be there He's going to stay there, and and he's going to be content with a backup role in that city. Uh, They're going to make a contract offer to Zach Kolaris they need to. He is by far one of the best quarterbacks in the CFL. He's currently on their roster. Uh, He just won them a Grey Cup. If they can go back and forth in a uh, QB tandem that worked extremely well for the uh, the Winnipeg Blue Bombers this year, then so be it, right? Um, Matt Nichols isn't the man. He is not capable of taking his game any higher than it's already been. If he would, if he ha- would have, or if he could have, he would have, and he hasn't. What what starting quarterback under 35 years of age or 33 years of age in the CFL in the in the recent history has had their stock drop so much as Matt Nichols has this last 10 or 12 weeks? None that Jeremiah I can Mazzoli. Think of. I'm not sure it's dropped that much. Oh, no, I Matt consider Nichols. those two guys. I consider those two guys equal now, as far as being hurt at the wrong time. Expendability is huge on both of them right now, which well, which is not a bad thing the... because you know Jeremiah Mazzoli could very well end up in Toronto as a starting quarterback. Okay, uh, Nichols could very well end up in Ottawa as a starting quarterback. Both both of those teams need a number a true number one starting quarterback. Both of them did not have one last year. Okay, both of them were going on backups alone from day one. James Franklin and McLeod Bethel-Thompson are not starters in this league, okay? Dom Davis and Jonathan Jennings are not starters in this league. Both of those teams need a clear number one starter for this year. Uh, Montreal went through quarterback by committee but found Vernon Adams. Vernon Adams will be the number one going into training camp next year. That's that's without question. Uh What's going to happen in Winnipeg? That's the big thing right now. Is it Strebler and, and Caleros? Is Caleros going to make the jump to Toronto like everybody thinks he is? His wife's got a teaching job in Toronto. They just bought a new house in Toronto. Ooh, what, Toronto Argonauts are looking for a quarterback. Mike uh, Pinbalkman's already said that he wants Zach Caleros back this year. Uh, is he going to stay with Winnipeg? Is Winnipeg going to be able to throw enough money at him? Uh, and is Winnipeg willing to take the risk of uh, the one hit wonder? Because we don't know how long Zach Claris is going to last. Uh, we do with the Winnipeg offensive line. It, it, it was amazing. They protected them. Even when he took off running, you know, he had confidence. We haven't seen that confidence in Zach Claris for a very, very long time. His time in Saskatchewan was brutal for him. He had no protection. His time in Toronto was brutal. His time in, in Hamilton was brutal. It just didn't have, well, his little bit of time in Toronto, the first, the, the last time, but the time before that, it wasn't that good. He never really had a protected, an O line to protect him. Even when he took Hamilton to the Grey Cup, uh, he, he just, he was challenged constantly. They did, Austin destroyed that man by not protecting him. That was his downfall. That was Zach Kolaris' downfall was Ken Austin. Ken Austin is 100% responsible for the way that Zach Kolaris' career turned out. 
So who's going to be the quarterback in in Winnipeg next year? What do we think of the uh, Winnipeg Blue Bombers? Is Andrew Harris staying there? Of course he is. No, nobody's leaving there. Uh, Adam Hill, he's comfortable in, in, in Winnipeg. He seems to be. He likes it. Um, is he going back to BC? I don't know. No. It, it's, no. It, it, it's not going to happen. I don't. I don't see he's it not happening. Winnipeg. No. Well, so no, you know, what else is going to happen over there? Willie Jefferson is is now a bomber. There, I don't think there's going to be a big exodus from the Winnipeg Blue Bombers this year in free agency. Mm-hmm. That team is going to be intact coming up next year. Why? Why? Why would you? Why would you say that? Why do I say that? Because I don't think that they want to leave. Yeah, and but... I know that God, that the, the Almighty Dollar speaks heavy, and. And, well, there you and go. right now they're making comment on emotions because they're they're so high every, on the break up victory. Every every successful team has successful player, players, and when when players win the Grey Cup, they all want to raise. That's yeah. true. Okay, money talks. They all want to raise, and because of the salary cap, they can't get a raise as much of a raise as they want to. And I've still well, to this day. Never seen a team's players sacrifice money so they can be on a good team next year. And there are rare. there are players that have done that. Yes, there are that. players. There are players. It's not very common for an entire team to be like that. No, okay? because there are always selfish people, right? That's right. Yep. That's right. I mean, the hardest thing in professional sports is to repeat. The only guys in the CFL that have done that in the last 10 years are the Calgary Stampeders. Did they win two in a row? Not two no, in a I row. No, I didn't say they won. I didn't say they won two in a row. They lost two in a row. Okay, that's kind of a repeat, isn't it? Yeah. Anyways. No. Um, but the, the, the only two, teams, the last team no, to win back to back was Montreal. Yes, yes. But even those teams. Oh nine and two thousand ten. The Stampeders teams that lost in the Grey Cup, they got raped in the offseason with free agency. Okay? Yeah, I, I understand so, that. As it's going to happen with Winnipeg, too. It's going to happen with Winnipeg, too. Let's see how it is. They, they actually don't have that many free agents. I saw a list of uh, actual free agents, and uh, it was kind of – The Bombers? The Bombers, yeah. They got, they're free. They had 30. No, I think yeah. they only have like 24 or 25. Yeah, but still, still 24 or 25. That's still they a lot. Signed, it's still a lot, but it's one of the lowest of in the players. league. Yeah, 30's average. <laughs> but like, like, no. like Wolf said, and what he said is when um, – they're on the high of winning a championship. Everyone says they want to come back to the city. Yeah. But once yeah, that high goes down and they start thinking about their contract and wanting more money, and then they go into negotiations with the team and they don't go quite the way they want, then they start <clears> thinking, well, maybe uh, the grass is greener elsewhere. So well, a lot of these guys, um, even though they're saying it right now, who knows what they say Two months from now, could be a just. Just remember that story. this is the the, the the largest salary cap bump that we're going to have in a long time right. this year. Okay, and do you know why? 
because of the new CBA. Because, well, the, not necessarily the CBA, but because of what was added to it, which was a, uh, a 10% uh, share of any new revenues. And we just got a new TV deal with TSN that was quite substantial. And That's so we true, yeah. could act. I think we have this, the the salary cap's going to be going up by a couple hundred thousand dollars. And, you know, somewhere in there, I read somewhere it could be as high as $500,000 for each team, which is a huge amount, huge amount, considering we've been going up 50 grand for the last five, six years. Right? But on the other hand, even when you win, it's not always the best thing to do is to stay pat, okay? Because people catch on to what you're doing. So they still need some changes regardless, okay? And I I don't, it's a hard thing to repeat, let's face it. Yeah. Okay, so uh, what's going on there with the the coaches in Winnipeg? Is Mike O'Shea going to stay in there? I, I think he is. I, I was totally I convinced that he's going to yep. Toronto. I think that he's going to stay for another year or so. Um, uh, Stephen McAdoo, this is a guy that uh, every nobody likes. Nobody likes his play calling. Uh, even the does. quarterbacks don't don't get along Bill with does. this guy. That, yeah, well, that's exactly what I said. Uh, okay. What's going on? I mean, actually, Steve McAdoo is in, uh, is interviewing with the Red Blacks. Oh, sorry, that's in the Saskatchewan guy. That I'm sorry, that's McAdoo. My bad. We're not talking about what McAdoo over in Saskatchewan, and and it's Zach Caleros that that cannot get along with him. So we'll talk about that later. Okay, it has nothing to do with the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Uh, My bad. uh, La Police was an offensive coordinator in Winnipeg last year. Uh, Speaking of La Police, he's uh, interviewing for the Red Blacks head coaching job and the BC Lions head coaching job. Is La Police out of there? Uh, Farhan Lousy put out an article uh, or tweet yesterday or today or yesterday saying that he is the front runner for the BC Lions head coach. And, you know, like Farhan, four days ago you said that it was Rick Campbell. So, you know, get your shit together because you're starting to – did he Act tweet like that? I never saw that. What's that? Yeah, he tweeted it. He tweeted it. That um, La Police was the was the favorite for the Lions coaching job. Yeah, expect an announcement in a couple Campbell. days. Is what they said. I know. Okay. I did not see that because it was three days ago with Rick Campbell. Yeah, I know, but that was before Jason Moss was fired. Yeah. Fair enough. Okay. As soon as Jason Moss was fired then everything changed for that whole thing because Rick Campbell, I'm I'm still convinced, is going to Edmonton. Uh, I I, I love this thing about the XFL, and they uh, denied the Eskimos' permission to interview Jamie Alzando (laughs) for the head head coaching position. That's hilarious. (laughs) Yeah. I'll see what happened to Alzando. Couldn't happen to a nicer guy. Oh, I think he's an awesome – he would make an awesome head coach in, in the CFL. And I understand exactly oh, why he did what he did. I don't Absolutely, blame him for a heartbeat. A he's a dick. Why? Because why? he left the Ottawa Red Blacks before training camp oh, in the XFL? Oh, because 
Because he, he kicked a journalist out of practice twice in two seasons from an opposing team at an open practice. Well, that might be not be the nicest thing, but if he's running a practice, he has the right to tell people that they can and can't be there. It was an open practice with media from across the country. And he, and he, and he selected a Regina media magnate and kicked him out of practice two seasons in a row. Yeah, well, I, you know was what? It, I, I don't have Rod a problem with that. Phil, Phil. If I was a head coach of the CFL, I'd never let a Regina reporter into my practices yeah, ever. I, I'm not. I'm not having a problem with that one. So what are you guys saying? The Regina reporter is uh, is more dangerous to Jamie Elizondo's offense than a an Edmonton reporter or a or a Vancouver reporter. I, I think that reporter? Rod Peterson, if, if that's who you're referring to, and I like Rod. Rod's a friend of mine. Uh, I think Rod. Peterson uh, has acted in the past as an agent for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders team as opposed to being media personnel. Anything that he sees or does goes directly towards management at the Riders. Okay? And that's not being hidden by anybody. I don't think Rod Peterson knows the X's and O's of of football so much. Maybe he points out some things sometimes, like can noise at BC Place. Which doesn't exist. Okay. Yeah, well, that's, yeah, that's we don't want to we don't want to retouch on that. But just as an example, how, right? He's he, he's a uh, he's a little bit controversial. But, but the there's no reason for he, Jamie Alexander to kick him out of a practice. Yeah, whoa, whoa, whoa! Even if that's the case, and he's just simply pointing out stuff like the quote alleged can noise and some of this other stuff. He's not supposed to be given information to another team. He's supposed to be a reporter, reported. He does not have the right to go to the other team and say, oh, they were doing this and do this. He is not supposed to be a cheerleader. He's supposed to be an impartial person who reports the news. He's not a biased guy. Uh, Rod Peterson, of course, has always been a biased guy, but if you're there as a reporter in another team's practice, you are not then to go right run into the coaches of another team and say they were doing this and they were doing this. That's crap. You're there as a media member. You're there as an impartial media member. You don't go running and telling like a tattletale. So if, and if I'm a coach and I think you're going to go do that to another to do that to me and go spill all the beans <clears throat> to another coach, I'm not going to want you there. Why would I? If you're there to spy, then you're not going to be there. Yeah, I've, I've never been kicked out of Stampeders practice, but I, I know people who, who have. Uh, so they take it pretty seriously here in Calgary. Well, there you go. I think all so teams take it old. very seriously, and if they don't, they shouldn't be in the league. Okay. And, and 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 so be it. And I want to correct a couple things here. Uh, Charles, just for your information, uh, here's right. the tweet from Fohan. I am told that both the BC Lions and the Red Blacks have formally asked for permission to speak to Bombers OC and Paul Lapolis. I would expect Eskimos to do the same. Uh, okay, he there. didn't tweet anything after that, but he, he did put out a thing with uh, an interview with uh, Donnie and the Moj. And he says, to mm-hmm. discuss the potential of Rick Campbell and Jason Moss being on the Lions' sideline, and he says that it could absolutely see it happening. And he yeah, says that's, that that's the last thing that I had heard. Yeah, so um, that's kind of looking where it is Rick Campbell and Jason Moss 
uh, Jason Moss being the OC in DC? You know what? I would have no issue with that personally. I I don't want Jason Moss as head coach. That's the last thing. If he's coming here as the OC with Rick Campbell as coach, I can accept that. I do not want Jason Moss as head coach. Uh, no, I agree with you, and it's kind of like uh, Jeff Reinbold. Okay, mm-hmm. I don't want him as a, as a head coach, but I'd love him as a special teams coordinator. And and him leaving yeah. BC was that, was disgusting by Devon Claybrook. Sad that he was gone because I yeah. thought he did a good job last year. Fabulous job, fabulous job. And and he's gone because and whatever. So. Uh, I, yeah, I don't have a problem with Jason Moss as head coach in BC, and and, and I, you know we'll probably be discussing that. No, we're not. As head coach? That's actually that's that's going next. Oh, you as the OC. Said, you, said, you just said head coach, Chris. Did I? My, I apologize. No. Yes. Jason Moss is OC in BC. Rick Campbell is head coach. I, I would be I would be good with that. Very good with that. I'm fine with that. I'm and where does no that, problem with that at where all? Where does that leave Edmonton? Up the river. <laughs> Did those two not actually have those positions in Ottawa when they had so much success? Yes. Yes. Well, I was. Yeah, that's correct. In fact, I think that was the. Uh, was that not the team when they won the Grey Cup? Campbell is head coach and Jason Moss is OC. Yes. Yes. In yes. 2016. Yeah, and then right, right and after then that, Edmund- Moss went to Edmonton as coach right after they won the Grey Cup. No, that, that, yes. that's, that's impossible, that's- isn't it? Because Jason Moss has been in Edmonton for four years. Uh, no. Oh. Is it four? I thought it was only three. Four. Sixteen, seventeen, eighteen. Oh shit. He, he was he oh, was wait. there he, the year. When did Chris Jones come to Saskatchewan? Sixteen. Because that's the year that Jason Moss went to Edmonton. Oh, okay. okay. So then, obviously, yeah. And yeah. The, so Moss was Black gone Black, when they won the Grey Cup. He he was gone when they won the Grey Cup in 2016. But right. he did help so, get him to the Grey Cup the year before. Yeah. Yep. But the uh, the whole thing with, with, with Moss, and he was the one that uh, – uh, who was it? Was it or, uh, Orridge at the time stepped in as the commissioner about teams pillaging other teams' uh, coaching staff. That were in the playoffs. Yeah, because, that was over Jones. Uh, hey, hey. No, it hey, wasn't over Jones. It wasn't over Jones. It was over Jason Moss. Yeah. I have a question for you, BC guys. Has there been any word about the rest of Claybrooks' coaches? Are they all gone too? I have not heard. Nobody has been terminated at this point in time. They're waiting for a head coach to come in and announce his own. They'd be stupid to cut, cut that offensive line coach who really actually gave the BC Lions some compelling. Kelly Bates is not going anywhere. I'll guarantee yeah, no. that. He's staying. No. Yep. After he turned that offensive line around, he's earned the right to stay. He he may even get a bigger part. He, he may be uh, like a co-offensive coordinator coming up. No, no I don't think so. Great. Kelly Bates is not he that. Is a, no, he is a go great to... football mind. He, his – he has I, a reputation. I'm not, not disputing that. Yep. I'm he not disputing that. I just don't think that they're the going to make him a co-coordinator at this point in time. He is going to be the, the O-line coach, and that's going to be a fact. For him. But I'll guarantee you he's already got his name painted on the parking spot at the Lions practice facility. 
let, let, let's suggest that maybe Jason Moss will be your offensive coordinator. I think it'd be a really good idea to make Kelly Bates the co-coordinator. My two cents. Uh, I, I don't know if Jason Moss would, uh, would share it. You're a head coach coming down, and you're only getting half duties as an offensive coordinator. I, I no, I don't think that's going to happen. Not this year. How do you get Jason Moss in as the offensive coordinator if you're taking half of his duty apart, or part of his his position apart, or he has to have everything approved by somebody else? I. I Currently, Jason Moss is not employed, so I think you can pretty much dictate to him. Yeah, okay. It's like a directional driller with low oil prices. Not going to happen. But I understand what you're saying with the directional driller with low oil prices. In respect to Kelly Bates, keep him where he's going to be the most effective and that's with the offensive line, in my mind. Don't give him anything else to do. At least not right away. Let him have a full season as offensive line coach. I like I like to see offensive line coaches involved in particularly in, in designing the run run game and the screen game. Well, I think they already are. And 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 the two point play game, like for, or like the five yard line in uh, game. When we see that happen we, in, in college and pro, we, we see a lot of effectiveness. Um, I have a question, though. Um, Mike Riley, how does he get along with Jason Moss? Well, that's Ooh. a good question because there's been some talk that part of the reason he left Edmonton from, with he left Edmonton for BC because he didn't want to play with Moss anymore. Now, those were rumors. They're, they were never uh, confirmed, but there was a lot of talk about that. I remember when he moved. Yeah. That's, so that's why I'm asking the question. question. Could it be that Jason Moss is going to be a different person as the offensive coordinator than the head coach? Of course it is. He's not going to be less competitive. I would expect him to be. But his cantons aren't going to have such lasting uh, consequences. Well, I don't know if he'd throw as many tantrums because the head coach probably wouldn't put up with it. No. No, and he's not under the pressure either. Some might say okay. that Jason Moss cracked under pressure in the head coaching position. It, I'm not saying it was too big for him. I I, I think he was a, a marginally good head coach. I just think that uh, he, he had some challenges based on the pressure that was on him. Yeah. I just Has anybody ever had a job where they where they feel for a few minutes that the maybe this job is bigger than what I can handle? 
No. I have. It's never been true, but I, I would feel that for a few moments. No. You know, ever, ever, you've never had self, self-doubt, Christopher? No. It's a waste of an emotion. Well, congratulations. Ask Will. Will, have you ever had self-doubt? Where are you? Do you... Do, do you do you believe that the job that you're doing has ever been greater than you are capable of handling? Um, no. Well, wow, no. Um, have I have I ever thought that I wasn't doing as good of a job as I could do and I needed to get better? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, I absolutely. Was, I, I'm, I'm not having a problem with that. But you knew you could do okay. it. Yeah, oh, that's what absolutely. I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. No, that's not so I, I still think I can play offensive line for the Calgary Stampeders, but nobody will give me a chance. Dickheads. Yeah. That's I fucking dickheads. I I knew, I knew the second I, I put the pads back on for the last season that I wasn't capable of playing professional across goal anymore. Okay. I knew it then and I know it now. So I'm not thinking, I'm not making that, that mistake. Well, I never lasted that long. I never, I never, I never got to the point where, where I realized I'm too fucking old for this. Well, I, I took quit. a year off and went and worked on the oil rigs. And when I came back, I did not have the reflexes that I did before. I took a year off of playing, and uh, I, I was never as good. I, would, I actually got yeah, out there and got scared. If it was that age, you were still a kid, so you could have you could have gotten back if you had worked on it. I, I don't believe that. I don't believe that's true. That, if I remember correctly, you were pretty young when you worked on drilling rigs. And, uh, Eight, 18, 19 years old. Oh yeah, yeah. You you can get it back. Your physical your physical peak at at most of these sports, with the exception of football, is about twenty seven. And uh, for goaltending, in at least in ice hockey, you're, because it, it's the intellectual side of the game is so much more important. It actually peaks between thirty one and thirty three. For skaters, it's twenty seven. For just using hockey as an example. Let's get back to football. Let's get back to some football. Uh, Eskimos fired Jason Moss. Surprise, no. Uh, Ryan Dinwiddie expected an interview with the Red Blacks coaching. Is he ready for a top job? Uh, I think Ryan Dinwiddie needs to be an offensive coordinator somewhere. Yeah, I agree with that. I don't think he's going to get the opportunity in Calgary. Well, Dave Dickinson doesn't want to give it up. He should. <coughs> Can I go that's first? Why, that's, 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 why, that's why coordinators or coaches like this don't excel in the league is because we've got too many guys like Dave Dickinson that are trying to take wear too many different hats. Okay? Yep. He, you need to allow him to exp- spread his wings and, and explore – 
the possibilities of getting better. And if you don't allow him to do that in your organization, he will do it in somebody else's organization. And go ahead, Phil. Ryan Dinwiddie, Dinwiddie is known as the CFL's brightest young mind. And one on offense. At one time, it was it was way back. It was George Cortez, and then it was Tommy Condell, and then it was Jamie Alizondo. The last couple of years, generally around the league, the consensus among coaches and, and management is that the rising star on offense is Ryan Dinwiddie. And there's a reason for that consensus, and there's a reason for that opinion. And the reason is he's making Craig Dickinson's little brother look like magic. And helping help with the uh, – Keep the, uh, uh, Calgary is probably the most successful team in the league in staying under the salary cap. And, and I think Will can confirm that. Because they built from within and they built with, with second-year, two-year contracts. That second-year player that spent most of last season on the practice roster is this year's star. And we've talked about that a lot, about next man up in Calgary and how successful that's been. So, I would, I think whatever Ryan Dinwiddie wants to do, he's going to be able to do. Because I think he has basically been the offensive coordinator for the last two seasons for the Calgary Stampeders. That's all I got. That's going to be controversial. Sorry, Will. No, I, I'm not, not, not going to disagree with that. I'm, I'm sure that he has been doing the job as the offensive coordinator, but he is not the offensive coordinator. And he doesn't have full-blown 100% type. It's no different than I believe that Dave Dickinson was the head coach of the Calgary Stampeders two years before Huffnagel uh, left the position. I think Dave was doing the head coaching job, but he didn't have the title. Okay, And that seems to be a, a way that the Calgary organization has been doing things. And it's not broken. It seems to be working for them. Okay, so is this the time in which Dave Dickinson steps back from the OC position and and elevates Ryan Dinwiddie into that role? If they don't do that, I believe he's going to find the job somewhere else. Well, he is going somewhere else because Dave Dickinson is not going to. Dave Dickinson is going to be the head coach for at least five more years. I guarantee it. Okay, so Dinwiddie's got no place to go. So, yes, he will leave. And and I was just, this statement is strictly and purely for you, Christopher, okay? I would look good as an offensive coordinator if I had Bo Levi Mitchell. Oh, did I say that? You had to know it was going to be about Bo Levi Mitchell when he said it's strictly for you. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I, I uh, honestly, I don't. Oh, I got him. He's speechless. I got him. No, no. I think that you're going to try. You, you're trying to tell me that if you were the offensive coordinator on the Calgary Stampeders, you would look good. But you put well, Paul Levi would, Mitchell but, on the but, Toronto Argonauts, and you go be the OC last, in Toronto, and you look like a fucking yeah, idiot. But I'd only, I'd only last in Calgary for four games because I wouldn't have a punter or a field goal kicker. Okay. Well, that's because Rob Maver retired. Yeah, but I wouldn't hire any. 
I heard Maver retired to go to work for Will. I no, he's uh no, he's going to Maver, the XFL. Maver re- this rumor has been going along for about two years now. He retired because he's got other opportunities here and might as well take advantage of when you're still young. Yeah. And, and, and that's a good thing. Um, well, I do have a question for you. You've always, and I think I said this in the last, uh, last show was that, uh, you, you always, you don't believe that kickers or punters are, are football players. And, um, and there's actually some players who have said that as well. And, God forbid, you know, and we have seen some punters that really don't look like football players or some kickers. And, but why do we call it football? Don't you think that the kicker is an integral part of a game that was called football? They kick the ball with their foot. That's why we call it football. And it makes no sense. Don't you think think that a, a, a kicker or somebody who kicks the ball is an important, an integral part of a game, a sport that's called football. I guess. You know who I consider, you know, I was thinking about this today because I know it's going to come up when we talk about Maver. Um, I was thinking about who is the last play or kicker that I even noticed. And you know who, there's two guys that come to mind. First one is Bernie Ruoff. Okay, <laughs> who got suspended because he was smoking drugs or something like that. And the second was Noel Prefontaine because I used to love how he used to try and run down the field and blow guys up. Okay, and he as did. a kicker, that's yep. not normal. He yes, hit. he did. He did. He did for sure. He, he did. He he went down the field with attitude. Sometimes he was the first guy down there. Uh huh. Uh-huh. On kickoffs, because everybody was on side, everybody was behind him. He sometimes got yep. down there before anybody else. Yep, he did. But yeah, I still don't think much of kickers. So I could care less if Maver retired or not. But I still, you know, I have to ask you: Is why do we call it football? What, what, you know, everybody argues with this that, that you know it. it Soccer is called football everywhere else in the world except for here because we call this football. What would you call this sport otherwise? I don't know, but you know, and you might British think I'm, call it pointy ball. You might think no. I'm, why don't you I'm call a, it gridiron or something? Yeah. No, I, I think you should call it watermelon ball. No, because it's shaped no. like a watermelon, sort of. No, it's not. You're eating the wrong watermelons. Well, I don't it's eat a, watermelons. It, it, I'm, it sounds like I'm, you, you got a squash. I'm, homo- I'm homophobic. I don't like fruit. Okay. Hmm. Send the send the mail to Christopher Jones, please. You people. <laughs> You people got to stop this. Okay. What are we going to do here? Uh, we've talked about the Lions and the Red Blacks, interest in Paul Apollese. I still like the Rick Campbell. Uh, we're going to go back and talk about free agents in the latter part of the show here. Let's just go through a few things here. We just talked about Rod Maver retiring. Uh 
is he among the CFL's all-time best punters? Not really. What, in the top 100? Of course he is. Is he in the top four? <laughs> no. I would agree with you. Yes, he's in the top 100. <laughs> right behind right behind Bernie Ruoff and Noel Prefontaine. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, is he in the top hundred? Yes, he is. Is he in the top four? No, I don't think so. Um, this is probably the most Bernie Ruoff has been talked about in twenty years. We can talk about Bernie Ruoff ago, and Charles. Marcus Randall at the same what? time, okay? He was thirty years ago, wasn't he? <laughs> well, he was seventies, Charles. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> But come on, he was probably the last kicker with glasses, wasn't he? <laughs> I would be. Bernie Ruoff was a, was a first round pick. Not very many kickers that are in the CFL draft are first round picks. Please show him the respect he deserves. Um, hey, trivia last... question for all you trivia question for all you football fans out there: Who was the first round pick? As a kicker in the NFL, the only one ever. Who cares? It's NFL. Mike Vanderjack, while he was still playing in the CFL. Nope. I don't know. He was an Oakland Raider. Oh, he cares? We're wasting fucking thirty years. He was the He's oldest kicker, kicker I consider. He, he was, was the, the oldest kicker, kicker I ever. care about. I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. 24 years at least. I know who you mean. I just can't think of his name. And I'm stretching here because I can't remember his name either. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> I, that was uh, helpful then. If it hadn't been for Madden, I, I, I never would have learned of him early on. He was rock solid on Madden. Why are we talking about the Oakland Raiders kicker? I don't, we're not. I don't we're know. moving on. I'm, I'm reading Bernie Ruoff. Is the longest field goal in the CFL 56 yards? No. No, I know that Dave Ridgeway had at least a 60-yarder at yeah. one point. Because this thing is saying that uh, he holds the Twice. CFL record for the longest field goal at 56 yards. Yeah, well, that was written before not Ridgeway. Wikipedia, is it? Does, yeah, does anybody know who the longest there you go longest field goal ever was? Does anybody know that? Longest I thought it was field six, goal like total sixty-three yeah, in the longest field goal, sixty-four in the NFL. I don't. Okay. Isn't it amazing yeah. how much I know about kickers? Tom Coffey, yeah, and he only had and he only had half a foot. That's right. I remember him. I remember that now. I don't remember Bernie Ruhoff playing for the BC Lions. Do you, Charles? I believe he did right at the very end of his career. Yeah, he did. Uh, last season. He late came out of the arena. They offered him a sweats. They offered him in a sweats in right? a bag of weed. Yeah, and he was there. You know, okay. Yeah. He was uh, here, yeah. I believe, around the same time and he was sharing the kicking duties, I believe, with Paulus Baldiston. That was when Louis Pisaglia went down to try out in the NFL with the Philadelphia Eagles. 
and they brought him in uh, to share kicking duties with Paulus Baldiston back, I believe, 1988. Yeah, and I remember Bernie saying at the time, he said, if I'm going to play for a team that's not in the East, I'm definitely going to Vancouver where the, where they got weed on the street. Something like that. All righty. That picture in CFLpedia of, of Bernie is uh, is uh, pretty glamorous. It must have been his rookie picture because he looked pretty rough in the second half of his career. Yeah, in, in 97, or in 79, sorry, in 79, he got kicked off the Bombers for smoking pot. And they haven't won a Grey Cup since, or they just did. Sorry. Actually, um, they did. They did. Yeah, they won three since, technically. Okay. Uh, the Arena League has folded after, what, 31 years? What, what brought on Something it? Something like that started in 87. Yeah. All the teams were um, losing money. Yeah, it, bad management for the last decade. Uh, it, it's just gone. How does that affect the CFL? Is that good or bad? Is it? Uh, what is, what's going to happen with all these poor players? And is this the Arena League? Is this the, um, what's the other one that they got? They got two, two the major ones. The Indoor Football League. Indoor Football League, who play, basically play in stadiums, don't they? Yep. I don't know. Well, same as the arena. It's all in arenas. I understand that, but they play they, the, the indoor football league was bigger, a bit bigger. So it still exists, but the arena league is gone. Is that correct? Yeah. Yes. The arena league was first. The indoor football league came later. The indoor football yeah. league was better managed, and it's not like arena football is gone. It's just one of the two leagues is gone. It and, was kind uh, of the first pioneer league. Yeah, yeah, and it just happens to be the oldest one. But um, uh, there's also been another league fell by the wayside here not so many years ago, and some of them joined. I can't remember if they joined the the arena or the or the the, the last league standing. But uh, so no, it's still alive and well in the, in the U.S. Uh, there are franchises that do well. They they had an interesting franchise uh, was supposed to be funded for two seasons by a bunch of. Uh, Ex NFL stars, where the uh, and also Hollywood types, where the fans bought a membership for five dollars, and then you got to pick the next play, and you got to be the offensive coordinator. Freaking weird. And it did not work out. They had a yeah, talented thanks. squad. They had a talented squad, and they kept losing game after game because the, the play calling was so shitty. They had fans calling plays. I can't imagine why, and it didn't work. Yeah, you downloaded the app. Oh, and, my uh, God. I got in at the end of the season just to see how it worked. And I it was actually, I got in, I, see, I, I got to do it for one game. Jeez, I, I can't remember where the franchise was from, but it, it had a bunch of uh, a notable people behind it. And, uh, and it was really well pushed. But the locals didn't turn up. It was actually one of the worst drawing teams. But they did have uh, thousands of people uh, watching on TV and using the app to uh, call the plays. It yeah, was, who wants hilarious. to watch a team with their plays called by a fan? Yeah, and that's, that, their last season was like just like last year. It was in 2018, spring of 2018. Okay. 
So we're going to move on for the Arena Football League because I don't want to talk about it because it's not Canadian football. But it was on the agenda here, and they did fold. How does this affect the CFL? That's the question. I don't give a shit about the league itself, and I don't care that it's folded. Um, how does this affect the CFL in any way, shape, or form? I don't think it does. We didn't get a lot of play. We did get some players out of the indoor leagues, um, and, and, and they've gone down there and they've come back. We've lost a lot of uh, uh, veterans have gone down there to play after they've no longer – can play football in the CFL. That's their last kick at the cat. Uh, I believe even Khalif Mitchell did that. Um, so yes, that's right. How does this affect the CFL? Why would it? They weren't competition. They're just a place for old guys to go, and for for wannabes that that are trying to to, to find a name for themselves. Uh, no. Uh, Yes, there are players who played in the Arena League and made it into the CFL, but they didn't play in the Arena League to get to the CFL. They just used it as as a place to keep fit. And, uh, you know, you had to go to an open tryout, a combine or something like that, uh, free agent camp down in the States. And, uh, yes, there's some Arena players that made it onto uh, different rosters in the CFL. Is this going to affect us? Yeah, maybe in the fact that uh, maybe some good, talented football players are going to come out of college and, and not go anywhere because there's nowhere else for them to go. Uh, is, I think this was going to help the XFL more than it's going to hurt the CFL. Personal opinion. Let's not forget that the Arena League uh, provided uh, the NFL with a uh, Super Bowl winning quarterback and I believe two yes. or maybe even three trips to the Super Bowl, and one of the most prolific passers of our generation. Kurt Warner. But other than that, I mean, you might get a few extra players here, but generally, for the most part, if you're playing in the, in the Arena League, it's because you couldn't cut it in the CFL. Good point, and Charles. And- that might have right. been a place where guys could go down and hone up their skills and maybe get back, because I think a few players did. And I know there were some CFL coaches that coached in, down in the Arena League. John Huffnagel coached in the Arena League for a while. And another Grey Cup winning head coach, John Gregory, coached for quite a few years in the um, in the Arena League. Those are great points, Chris. Great, great points. But I, but I think overall, we all can agree that we've seen less and less Arena League influence on the CFL over, say, the last 20 years than we did the previous 15 years, say. I think that's probably fair. Yeah, it hasn't offered us as much as it was for quite a while. In the 90s, you know, possibly because of the salaries that were available in CFL, we needed to attract players that were uh, maybe didn't have other opportunities other than playing professional football at the time. And, you know, I don't mean to be impolite, but um, maybe not maybe not the quality of uh, of college graduates that we're getting right now in the CFL. Uh, I think that's improved a lot over our last over the last generation. The, the 90s, in particular, it was, there were some sad times there. We 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 dealt with some pretty sad individuals. Will might know more about that.
No, we're not making any I know nothing about that. Sorry. 747 Adams, he's uh, pretty interesting if you want to look him up. He's a bit of a strange cat. Probably the uh, the most skilled quarterback to actually arrive direct from college to the, to the CFL, but uh, just didn't have the uh, didn't have the cap on his head. You would need to have to play professional football. What are you still talking about? Uh, oh. Sorry, I was hijack, hijacking a conversation. Oh, yeah. I think we're done with the Arena League. Uh, yeah, I don't care about the Arena League. Next. Okay. Uh, next, the only thing we got next on the agenda, the only thing that we've left on the agenda is um, free agents and where do we think they're going to go and who do we think that they're going to leave. So, uh, let's go over there. Is there a list of the free agents? I guess that would be on the list? CFL. There should be one connected to the um, to the uh, yep. agenda. It's on the agenda. It's on the CFL website. It's under free agents, as it always is. Yep. And uh, all of them have status. So let's go over the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, the Grey Cup winning team, and uh, see what we got. Uh, Darvin Adams, Johnny Augustine, Stanley Bryant, Zach Caleros, Michael Couture, Chandler Fenner, Manaze Popetti, uh, Yoshi, I mean, that's uh, Jamarcus Hardick, Hardrick, uh, Jeff Hack, Willie Hender, uh, Jefferson, Eric Jones, Corey Jones, who? Uh, Mercy Maston, Thomas Miles, Charles Nelson. None of these guys are Craig Rowe, Chris Strebler. It does. It didn't have Nick uh, Matt Nichols on here. It doesn't have Matt Nichols. Huh? Why not? I, thought, I know. I, know. He's, I, I know he he's a free agent. agent. Yeah, he is. I'm sure of it. Yeah. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. He is. Yeah. Sure. Exactly. So Did we uh, start the rumor on this show that Matt Nichols has been extended. That's why he didn't show up on the list. No, because it would have no. a status there. It would be there. He would be a would have been a free agent, and his status would have been uh, resigned. Right. But that's no. Well, I'm not going to start stupid rumors. I'm going to start a rumor. Let's get one that's believable. And you know, we got to get get a rumor with some traction behind it. We, uh, I'm I'm going down the list. I've gone through four teams, and I've only seen one player extended so far. Yeah, but we need a rumor to piss bomber fans off. Ed Hervey's talking with Adam Big Hill. <laughs> Which is tampering because he's not a free agent. What's your point? No point. We're just trying to piss bomber fans off. That's We're not trying to piss them off. We're not trying to do anything real. Okay. Uh, I named off the uh, Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Uh, Free agents list. Did you see anybody there that you figured was going to disappear? 
Darvin Adams. No. Stanley Bryant. Zach Caleros is the is the biggest question mark on this team right now. Does he stay? Does he go? Uh, Zach Caleros. I honestly still see him in Toronto. I know that they're trying to get him back, but I, it would shock me if he doesn't end up in Toronto. If he doesn't? Or if he does? Or if he doesn't end up in Toronto. I really think he's... I thought all along he was going back there. So do I. But, you know, he can, he has to love the experience he's just going through this last week as a Grey Cup winning quarterback. He has to... He's never experienced an offensive line protection the way he has to see the, the last five games with the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. He's never had that in the CFL. Uh, Winnipeg has to... So we need to we need to throw some money at this guy. Is he going to get the money in Winnipeg that he's not going to get in Toronto? Is Toronto going to offer him more money? It, it, his potential for his his uh, his career to last longer is in Winnipeg or Toronto. It's in Winnipeg. He can't be stupid. Does Kyle Walters want him? He just won you a Grey Cup. And you trust his durability. These are huge questions. That, yeah, because he, he was fine to stay healthy with the Bombers, but that's still a very small sample size. It was only four games. But, and you still have got to think one hit. It was four games prior to the Grey Cup. One hit can take you out. One hit can take out any quarterback. Right. But it becomes increasingly more likely when it's a quarterback that has a long history of concussions. Possibly. I just think any quarterback is subjectable to a concussion with a ferocious hit. My question being is, is he going to get protected better in Winnipeg than Toronto? Yes. Yes. Almost certainly, yes. They've got the best offensive line in Winnipeg. Okay. So the question is, does he understand this, that going to Toronto may be what he wants but it could shorten his career or, and or retire him. He could have a catastrophic injury in Toronto because they don't have an O-line. No, they don't. They have one, but it's just not very good. William, you're, you're, you're a lineman. Uh, what would you do? What, what do you think? Well, if I was a GM, and I don't care if he won us the Grey Cup, and in reality, he he didn't necessarily win the Grey Cup, but he he was good enough, he was adequate, and I wouldn't touch him with a ten foot pole. 
um, unless unless he was willing to sign a contract with with lots of playing time involved in the salary, which I don't think he will be because there is another team out there who will offer him a decent contract. So, I would so you, you think Zach Claris is going to Toronto? Well, yeah, but I think there might be a riot in Winnipeg if they don't sign him. So, or at least and, an and I mean, and I mean, think of it this way: Walters gave uh, gave uh, Mister Kicker guy one hundred and ninety-five thousand dollars for his season. So, what's to stop him from not giving Zach Kolaris five hundred and fifty for a season? You know what I mean? Winnipeg's in a hard spot because I don't think they would have won the Grey Cup with Matt Nichols. But I don't think what they the would have got through the playoffs. Well, the whole thing about Zach Kolaris is I don't know, do you sign him and then leave him on the bench till the third last game of the season and let him go to town? There's a thought. <laughs> <laughs> There's a thought. Just saying. Captain Glenn of twenty twenty. Uh Yeah, keep behind class. It's a rock in a hard place where he's concerned because I'm telling you, he could take one good hit and he could be done. And if he's got a contract, they're on the hook for that contract. So I, yeah. I wouldn't touch him. Depending I on think. The contract. Pardon me. Depending on the contract. I didn't get what you said. What about contracts? Depends Depending on the contract. On the contract. Right. Okay. okay. You could have him making $550,000, but he's got a $125,000 base and he gets, you know, 50 grand per game or something. Uh, you know. Yeah, but what I what I'm saying is somebody is going to offer him something better than that. I understand Toronto, what you're saying. Toronto's stupid off. enough to do that. You know what? I I think there's so many, and it's proven this year, there's so many good second-string quarterbacks out there. Maybe you go after one of them instead. Who, go after a and Nick Arbuckle? Uh, well, I don't even consider Chris Trevler a good second-string quarterback. No. Neither do I. He's got his he's got his place, but you and it's can't in rely on him. You can't rely on him to win games for you. Well, if they could rely he's on a, him to win games for them, they wouldn't have gone and taken picked up Zach Claros from Toronto. That is that is correct. That is correct. And there, so yeah, some Bomber fans are arguing right now it's because Trevler was injured. But we all know Strebler wasn't winning games. They were in first place. They had a stranglehold on the first place until Matt Nichols got injured. And then injured. they almost yeah. ended up in the, in, in the crossover position. They had dropped from grace that badly. Yeah. So Strebler's not the answer in Winnipeg. Not this year. No. M- no. Maybe never. 
I'd go after Nick Arbuckle. I'd even go after after Bethel Thomas, to be honest with you, because I still think he's a good quarterback. Him, McLeod Bethel Thompson on a good football team, mm-hmm. could could be amazing. Yep. I mean, he did he did wonders in Toronto, and that was Toronto. For whatever Nobody. reason, though, I don't understand that the the Argos fans didn't like him. They did. They I don't get that. Well, because they're so used to Ricky Ray for all those years. I don't know. Yeah. What's the A and the N? What? Are they calling these guys Americans? I believe so. Yeah, and the A other is guys for are... American, N is national, and G is global. Wow. Why don't we just call them Canadians? Yeah, good point. Instead of national. Okay, are we done with the Winnipeg bloopers? Do you want to go do something else, or what's going on? Yep. Uh, Phil accidentally hung up. Bye. He gave his number again. How do you accidentally hang up? That's odd. Well, I guess I'm a star phone. Look at the cell phone. Yep. Who on to next? Do something while I'm phoning him. Okay, Let's well, we did. Look at which? I was going to say, let's look at the... Let's look at the BC Lions free agent list for next year. All right. We're down at the bottom here. Trying to find it. No, I got it here. So we got, who do we got here? Josh Bartell, Brandon Bridge, Marquise Bundy, Cresden Butler, Frederick Chagnong, Terrell Davis, not that Terrell Davis, Brandon Dozier, Chris Edwards, David Foucault, Edward Godin, Aaron Grimes, Mal- Maliki Maliki Harris, Antonio Johnson, Shaq Johnson, Adam Konar, Ryan Lankford, Sean Lemon, Junior Luke, Kadim Maybe or Mabey or whichever, uh, David Menard, Jonathan Newsom, Danny O'Brien, Gary Peters, Justin Renfro, John Simon Roy, Brandon Rutley, Rashawn Simonese. Hunter Stewart, Anthony Thompson, Odell Willis, and Josh Woodman. So who on there can you see leaving? And who on there do you, do we absolutely need to resign? Well, Sean well, Lemon will go to Toronto, and then halfway through the season he'll come back to BC. Ah, oh God, please. Sean Lemon turned the defense around this year. So if I'm Ed Hervey, I'm signing, doing everything I can to get Sean Lemon. I don't know why he didn't sign him last year. Um, 
I think there's a good possibility that we've seen the last of Odell Willis as a BC Lion. Uh, I think he's just getting along in the tooth, and his play is clearly slipping. His personality is re-signing for. What's that? I think you got to re-sign Aaron Grimes for sure. I would re-sign yeah. Aaron Grimes. Um, Shaq Johnson is one that um, national receiver. He was a guy I was expecting a lot more out of this year, but they probably didn't get it to him as much because Mike Riley was all constantly running for his life. I'd probably try and re-sign him because I still think he's a good receiver. Okay. Now, bear in mind this year, gentlemen, uh, we're down to two quarterbacks per team, right? Yep. There's no third-string quarterback now. Correct. Why is that? Why is that? Makes no sense to me. Because it's another stupid rule of the new CBA. Okay. They're they're going to make a practice roster spot for that third quarterback, though. I guess. Yeah, but yeah, but in a game you can't take him off the practice roster if two quarterbacks get hurt. Well, That's you've got true. to get yourself one of them Nick Marshalls, Auburn quarterback yep. playing corner for the Riders. You've got to have one of them. To be fair, if we're talking about quarterbacks, I really saw nothing from Danny O'Brien that made me believe he warrants bringing back. I was going to ask you about Danny O'Brien, Charles, and, and, and Christopher, and what you thought. Why is uh, that? I thought nothing I, from him. I ditto uh, Charles's thoughts on this one. Nothing I saw. Uh, to be honest, I thought that Brandon Bridge looked better when he was in than Danny O'Brien did, and that's saying something. Ouch, that hurts. That is, that yeah. is yeah. critical. You are I mean, very I, critical. I don't mean to insult him, but I honestly feel that way. In that last game against Calgary, Danny O'Brien started, and they ended up yanking him and putting uh, Brandon Bridge in, and that's really the only time that offense did anything in that game because the offense was spinning its wheels the rest of the time. And that was about the third or fourth game that Danny O'Brien had played, and nothing in any of the games – uh, showed me anything to think that this guy's anything worth having. I mean, I know they were big on him bringing him in when, at the beginning of the season because he was Mike Riley's uh, backup uh, from Edmonton. But boy, he just—he didn't show me anything. I mean, uh, I mean, we saw so many backups this year when the starters went down, who came in and actually performed at a high level. I saw none of that from Danny O'Brien. You know, just just glancing at the at the BC list, I, uh, Jerry Peters comes to mind as somebody who I'd like to re-sign. I would too. I agree with that. And uh, and, and of course, the, the guy you, you guys brought up some good names there too. And one more I'd like to bring up is, is more to ask uh, you guys about because I didn't notice him at all. But Christopher and, and Charles, uh, what about Jonathan Newsom? What what do you think about him? I was just thinking about Newsom, and we have to re-sign him. Yeah, I thought he, when he came in, he played very well. Him and the other guy I would bring back to is David Menard because when he David came Menard. back, 
he was also uh, very effective uh, for that defense. When they went on that four-game winning streak and their defense uh, played very well in those four straight games, and he was one of the leaders on the defense that did that. So David Menard is a guy I would like to see come back. Well, I mean, it, you've got Sean Lemon, you've got uh, Jonathan Newsom, and David Menard, and Odell Willis is our front four. Or if you could keep him, you're in good shape. Yeah. I, I, I think Odell Willis is worth keeping. Uh, and, and I'm not arguing that he's not long in the tooth because he, he is 34 years old. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, uh, and that is a very high speedy position, but I don't think that he actually lost a step. I just don't think the offensive line was doing its job until Menard got back and Lemon got Odell back. Willis, I believe Odell Willis is a special athlete and, and it's because of his head. Uh, I think he has a mind that uh, that keeps him on top of things, and and I'm not. He's got a motor that doesn't stop. Yep, yep. And but it's his mind that keeps his motor going. And uh, I, I, uh, he grew up at just the right time, and we've seen that with other uh, CFL defensive ends, and I can I can think of one in Montreal as well. And 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 uh, as far as I'm concerned, he was still at least in the first half of the season. He was still playing at a high level, and they had more success in the second half. So, uh, I hope Odell Willis is, is back there on the defensive end for the BC Lions next year. Uh, he I played did improve once Sean Lemon showed up. He's a good locker room guy. I agree with that. Because he's been around for a while. Yeah, and he has a great story and tells a great story, too, about how, how he started out in the CFL uh, being too full of himself and being immature. A, a very similar story to, uh, sorry, uh, Edmonton Eskimos uh, uh, retired uh, wide receiver John Bowman, actually, if you, if you trace it back. And how, you how mean they, Adarius uh, Bowman? Adarius Bowman. How they, uh, they grew up after they came to the CFL after two or three years and changed teams a couple or three times. And and then their their story of, is growing into fantastic young men. It, it's really it's good stuff. Good stuff. Okay. Uh, any other team you guys want to pick on? Uh, not necessarily pick on, but we got ten minutes left in the show, so probably eight of them are going to be uh, kind of in this area. So uh, who do you want to touch? Uh, Calgary Stampeders after they were Calgary, Calgary, great. Calgary. Calgary, Calgary was raped last year. What's going to happen with them this year? And we got Nick Arbuckle, Mark, Marcus Ball, Reggie Bagleton. I'm uh, going down. Derek Dennis, Corey Greenwood, uh, Cordero Law. I'm just picking up uh, the highlights. Not everybody, obviously. Jer- Junior Turner, Jabbar Westerman, one of one of Will's favorite guys. Uh, who on yeah. there is a must must resign for you, Will? Reggie Bagleton? Uh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. But he says he says he, he's going to try the NFL. Yeah, I was going to say he's going to so, go to the NFL. Whether he makes it or not ready. is another thing. He's ready. Trey Roberson is another guy who'll be in the NFL. He's um, ready. Yep. He's not on Nick the list. Arbuckle. He's not a free agency. He's going to be using the NFL window. That Dave Dickinson uh, hates so much. Yeah, um, 
Reggie Begleton. I think uh, Juwan Breskison is also a free agent. And once again, he was hurt all year. But he once yeah. again, he's he's one of these guys that the Stampeders drafted. And now he wants to go back east and play football after three or four years. And that fucking sucks, if you'll excuse the expression. It's not an expression. And, uh, yeah, so, yeah, the Stampeders are going to look different again. Is he out of Laval? Sorry? No. No, he went to Northern Illinois. He was an NCAA player. That's Uh, correct. All right. So you've got, Will, you've got three potentially decent quarterbacks on your team. You're only allowed to keep two. Which two are you keeping? Well, Nick Arbuckle's going to be gone. He wants a starter's job. So, Bo Levi Mitchell and uh, the other Montel Cozart. Montel Cozart, yes. And I'm sure they have five or six in the wings that they're going to be looking at, too. So, we shall see. I, I don't know... I don't know if Nick Arbuckle wants to go to an Ottawa or something like that because if he does, he's going to get beat up. There's no doubt about it. Once again, I go back to system or player, right? So we shall see. Our, do, okay, here's a question for you guys. Do we see 2020? Um, do we see the teams asking Believe I, Mitchell, Mike Riley, to take a payroll back because they overpaid them. It's possible. I don't think so. No, because like you said, like you said, we're going to have a bigger salary cap this year, are we not? That's true. Yeah, you're going to throw all of that point. salary cap at one player. Well. I, I mean, mean, this, is the, is, this is the salary cap I thought that we were getting last year when we signed $700,000 quarterbacks. Right. And is Bo Levi Mitchell going to try and go to the NFL again with that window? He doesn't even You never know. Well, yeah, I know. Um, but we shall see. And I know Calgary, once again, Calgary is not going to spend money on players, so... We're going to lose more never guys do. Again this year. We're going to lose more guys again this year. I'm just wondering if there's one year where John Huffnagel will dive into the free agent market and try and get some of his ex-players back, i.e., Charles was saying Malik Harris is uh, is uh, a free agent in B.C. He's a former Calgary staff, Peter. Um, you can forget that, William. It, it, Huff is not going to... Bring back any. I know that. I know that. He never um, does. Mika Johnson is a free agent this year again. He, um, he might well, be back. He might be back. He's he, he's facing substantial pay cut. So if he has any attachment to Calgary, he will be back in Calgary. That's the maybe. one exception. But none of those defensive backs in Montreal, they're not coming back. No, we don't want they them back. They got some terrible, terrible memories about Calgary. We've replaced them with better, so um, one. You know, I, I I was very upset about uh, about uh, Tommy Campbell, but we replaced him with Trey Roberson, 
Okay. How about no comparison? How about the captain of the? How about the captain is well? Trey Robertson's gone to the NFL, and the captain of the secondary is retiring. I'm I'm, I'm afraid for you, Will. I'm, I'm just I'm afraid. I'm afraid for don't, you and your don't, secondary. Don't be afraid. If there's one place that I'm not worried about is D-back because they had a lot of guys who filled in this year that are going to be future stars. Trust me. So I'm not worried about that at all. And I've always right, believed. I, I, I like to see I've the captain believed, the D-backs are a dime a dozen, so in my mind. Except that if, unless Corners. you're Edmonton Eskimos or something. Right. I, I think, then you just can't find them anywhere. I think the where were you? Go ahead. The most important uh, uh, defensive back in the, in the CFL in 2019 was just re-signed by his team, Lewis Purifoy. Uh, oh, who, signed, who, who, who signed him? Uh, the writers. The writers who do you think, uh, Christopher? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and and uh, if, if the Stamps could have say uh, kept Trey Roberson in town, then he would have been just as just as big a de- just as big a deal. But of course, at his age, he's got to get his NFL shot. Okay, Purifoy was not a free agent. Uh, he was set to be a free agent at the end of the year. He signed an extension before. Yeah, yeah, he was set to be a free agent in 2020. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, after a, like a an unbelievable statistical year in every category, including returning. Yeah. And and that was the one thing about the uh, CFL All Stars. That I was I was hoping to complain about when we didn't have a show last time was uh, Luchas Prierfoy was the one who got who got burned on that he should have been selected as CFL All Star at halfback. Well, that's an opinion, and obviously it wasn't an accepted one. Um, I think a pretty so, solid opinion. Yeah. I'll tell it's you what a I am going to conspiracy against the writers. Always is. It's always the Ryder fans yeah. that think that their guys should have all been all-stars. The entire team should have been all-stars, except for the fact that you guys didn't, like, win a playoff game this year. Um, I'm going to have to close off the show, guys, because that's the end yeah, of it. Uh, this, is, this has been Let's Talk CFL Podcast, episode number 415. <coughs> I've been your host, Christopher Jones, and uh, we've been talking football. Now, here's a quick question before we run away. Will? This is the one that you and I talk about the most. Uh, are are we done with shows till the new year? I'm good with that. But Charles, as am I. As am I. I'm good with that as well. I am too. But I think we should fit in uh, three day three shows in the first ten days of free agency. That's February. Don't don't yeah. worry about that. It's a long time we'll away. We'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Yeah. Uh, Charles, say good night. Good night, folks. Thanks for listening. I hope everyone has a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year, and we will talk to you in 2020. Uh, Phil. Hey, good night, CFL fans. Talk to you in 2020, and can't wait for free agency. William. Good night, everybody. Hey, Mark, maybe you can be on the show next week.
<laughs> Go out. Uh, okay, you take care. Have a safe and and happy holiday season with family and friends. Take care, everybody. We'll see you in 2020. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.